Welcome to the Strong Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, mom, exercise physiologist, and pre- and postnatal fitness expert. This show is all about helping you navigate your pregnancy and postpartum journey with more strength, energy, and ease. Each week, pull up a seat for a new topic that will empower you to feel strong, capable, and confident while supporting your body through all the changes of the motherhood journey. Just a reminder that the information on this show is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. Please speak to your medical provider for all things related to your health care. I'm honored and excited to be a part of your health journey into motherhood. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode. If you are back again, welcome. If you are here for the first time, welcome. So glad you're here. So today we're talking about three things to stop doing for a healthier pelvic floor. So as we know, or may know, our pelvic floor is very affected in pregnancy and postpartum just due to hormones and, you know, carrying the baby and things like that, and it can be compromised. And so these three things that we'll talk about today are more in reference to daily things that you might be doing to compromise the health of your pelvic floor. So this goes for anybody pregnant, postpartum, whatever phase you are in of life, even men. I know there's probably no men that listen to this podcast, but you know, if you have a partner who is a man, then he could also be aware of these things because men have pelvic floors too. So I'm kind of getting off track here. But anyways, this episode is just going to be super actionable and bring a lot of awareness to things that you're doing or maybe doing in daily life. I know that I do some of these things and as a result of some like movement pattern changes in my day-to-day, which I'll get into in a little bit, I've noticed these things starting to arise in my life. So that's kind of what inspired this episode. And I've had to bring a lot of awareness to ways I'm moving my body, ways I'm standing to support my pelvic floor so that I don't get symptoms or an overly tight, overly, you know, weak pelvic floor as a result of these. So I think this will be really helpful for you too. So the thing about our pelvic floor is that we want it to be flexible. We want it to be fully functional and to be fully functional, we want it to be able to fully relax and fully contract. So I like to think about the analogy of a trampoline and you know when you're jumping on it, of course, that trampoline is going to go down and it's going it's still going to have tension though, right? And it's going to spring back up and As you jump up in the air, that trampoline will contract. It will come up. So that's what I like to think of when I think about the pelvic floor. And so often we think pelvic floor symptoms arise from a weak pelvic floor, like if we have leaking, but it's actually pretty common to have an overly tight pelvic floor as well that could also be causing symptoms. So just something to be aware of here. And so the three things that we'll discuss today are mainly just day-to-day things that you could be doing while sitting, standing, different things without giving them away. Um, There's probably so many other things because the pelvic floor is complex, but these three things are some of the most common things I've seen with myself and with my clients that we can just easily bring awareness to, to support a healthier pelvic floor, okay? So before we get into the three, I think it's just worth a reminder of what the pelvic floor actually does. And I know I've sprinkled it in so far in the episode and the intro, but let's talk about what the pelvic floor 
does as its purpose. So the pelvic floor consists of muscles and connective tissues. That's important. It is a muscle and this muscle and connective tissue supports your internal organs inside your pelvis. So your bladder, your large intestine, your internal reproductive organs, and it holds these organs in place while also providing the flexibility to assist with bodily functions, peeing, pooping, intercourse, things like that. Okay, so super important. And they work with other key muscle groups in your core. I always like to call this out because we don't think of the pelvic floor as part of our core, but it absolutely is. It works with your core muscles to allow your body to absorb outside pressure. So think about when you're lifting weights, when you're coughing, sneezing, that causes pressure to your core. And so that pelvic floor supports your spine and supports your organs when you're doing that. And this helps you control your bowel and bladder function or continence okay so super important for you know quality of life being continent not leaking um, and just being fully functional in your day-to-day and things that you want to do while also holding those organs in place so it has a very important job so i think it's just worth diving into these three things to learn how we can better support it and if you might be wondering where the pelvic floor actually is then I want to point you in the direction of an episode that I did called Where is Your Pelvic Floor? And that is episode 15. I'll link to it in the show notes. I think that one's really helpful because we so often just hear of the Kegel and, you know, we don't know if we're actually doing it right. So in that episode, I walk you exactly through the different attachment points of your pelvic floor and I actually walk you through doing a full and complete Kegel so that you know where to feel it and where exactly your pelvic floor is. So definitely check out that episode if you want just the reminder or if you have no idea where your pelvic floor is. Nothing to be ashamed of with not knowing because I know that it can be a buzzword, it can be kind of a mystery, and I think that episode is really helpful for just applying it to your body, okay? All right, so we are about to get into the three things, but I just want to remind you guys that I am not a pelvic floor physical therapist. I am a pre and postnatal performance training coach with a background in exercise science and exercise physiology, and I have had education in this area, but this episode is not meant to treat or diagnose any pelvic floor symptoms. So if you've had ongoing issues with your pelvic floor and want treatment, definitely seek out a pelvic floor physical therapist. Highly recommend. I've been working with one and it's been amazing. Okay. So number one, let's get into it. Number one, one thing that we want to stop doing is clenching our jaw. (laughs) So This one may seem interesting because your jaw is very far apart from your pelvic floor, but your entire body is interconnected by fascia, fascial tissue. And there is actually fascial line or tissue that runs from your jaw to your pelvic floor. So when we are clenching our jaw, we are usually also clenching our pelvic floor, meaning we are lifting it, holding it in that Kegel contracted position. And that causes a lot of stress on it because like any muscle in your body, you're not flexing it all day long, right? That's bound to cause some dysfunction there. So when we are just overly stressed or maybe we're not even noticing it, like I notice for myself personally, like if I'm, you know, like 
(laughs) washing the dishes, for example, and maybe I'm thinking about the day or I'm like stressed or something and I'm just like clenching my jaw. Um, not, not like I'm like angry or anything, but it's just something like, I think it's a place that I personally hold stress and a lot of people do hold stress in their jaw as well. Um, so something to for sure bring awareness to when you are working, when you are doing the dishes, when you are just going about your day-to-day life, maybe driving. Like I know our head, our brain is usually in another place while we're driving sometimes and thinking about things. So just notice when you are clenching your jaw and real quick for fun, I want you to try to clench your jaw right now and also relax your pelvic floor at the same time. So try that. It's actually really tough to do, right? Think Now think about relaxing your jaw and also relaxing your pelvic floor, like doing the opposite of a Kegel, just kind of letting it go. And that's so much easier, right? So there's definitely a connection there and I want you to just start being aware of it. And when you notice that come up, something that I've started to do is take a 360 breath with a full pelvic floor relaxation. So when I'm noticing I'm clenching in my jaw, I first off just like bring awareness to it and then I take a big inhale through my nose, expanding belly and rib cage, that big 360 breath I talk about all the time. So we're gonna get that big expansion on that inhale. As I'm inhaling, I'm also relaxing my pelvic floor. So thinking about dropping my pelvic floor down to the basement, like if there were an elevator and it was going down to the basement floor, On that inhale, fully, fully relaxing that pelvic floor. And then I exhale, bring that pelvic floor back up to just base ground level. Inhale, relax pelvic floor fully. Exhale, pelvic floor just lightly comes back up to that ground level. So hopefully that paints a good picture of that one and what exactly you can do to counteract it. Okay, so that is number one. Hey mama, making a quick interruption to ask you if you are a part of the Strong Mama Insiders yet. If you're not, you definitely should be. This is my goldmine of exclusive and free pre and postnatal content to take what you're learning from the podcast and put it into practice in real life. So when you sign up, you'll get access to past, current, and future content, which might include exercise tutorials, fitness videos, guides, and more. Consider this my gift to you for being a valued listener of the podcast. Don't miss out. It's absolutely 100% free. Click that link in the show notes to become a Strong Mama Insider. I'll see you inside. Let's talk about the second thing we should stop doing for a healthier pelvic floor. This one is butt clenching or gripping or flexing your glutes, whatever you want to call it. When you are usually in a standing position, maybe maybe you could do it seated as well. Um, just bring awareness to your glutes. Are they are you squeezing them unintentionally? Usually it's unintentional. Like we're not just like squeezing or flexing our glute muscles for the heck of it, but often it you know, maybe we're stressed or we're thinking about something really hard and our glutes are just turned on and flexed. Now, the glutes have a really strong relation to the pelvic floor as well. So again, very much similar to jaw clenching. When we are clenching our glutes, our pelvic floor is also probably in that contracted, lifted phase. So I want you to try just for fun to flex your glutes. You can do it while you're seated too and try to relax your pelvic floor at the same time. Are you trying it? It's hard. I'm trying it right now too. And now try and relax your glutes 
and simultaneously relax your pelvic floor. A lot easier, right? So just call awareness to this as well. This is something that I notice when personally I am doing the dishes. I swear all the things happen when I'm doing the dishes. I don't know if I'm just like tired from the day or whatever, but um, certainly have noticed some like glute flexing while I'm like standing there. And also the biggest thing I've noticed lately, so as I've returned from maternity leave about a month ago now, I have started using a standing desk or it's not standing all the time. It's adjustable, right? But sometimes I might be standing for a couple hours in a row and I'm noticing from time to time that my glutes are in a flexed position or flexed um, flex in nature when I am standing there. And something that I have started to do and that you could do as well if this is something that you notice is to stagger your stance. So just one foot in front of the other, not super far like you're lunging or anything, but just enough so that your feet aren't side by side. Because when your feet are side by side, it's a lot easier to contract and flex your glute muscles. But when you have that staggered stance, it puts your pelvis into a nice neutral position and you're able to relax a little bit more. It's not as easy to flex your glutes in that position. So that's something I've tried and that you could definitely try as well. So that's another one that you can notice is just that butt clenching, glute flexing sort of behavior. Start to notice it throughout your day. See if it's happening to you and find different ways to, again, just call, call awareness to it. Relax when you notice it. It's not a big deal if you like notice it and then stop. It's just more or less if you're doing this all the time, all day, every day, and aren't calling awareness to it at all to relax that part of your body, then it could result in some you know, poor mechanics of your pelvic floor. So definitely something to be aware of. So relax that booty. Okay, let's go ahead and move on to number three, which is sucking in. This is the third thing we should stop doing for a healthier pelvic floor. So this is one where I'm going to give you a little analogy because the pelvic floor, as I said earlier in the episode, is a part of your core and it helps to manage our intra-abdominal pressure when we do anything really, when we are exercising, when we are coughing, lifting, sneezing, all the things, right? So with that in mind, knowing the pelvic floor sort of takes the brunt of that pressure, we want to keep in mind what's happening when we are sucking in. So I want you to picture a balloon that is just blown up. You're holding it in your hands. Now I want you to think about squeezing the middle of that balloon, right? Like squeeze it right around the middle. And you'll notice, of course, that the air either goes up or down. And I think that paints a really good picture of what is actually happening in your core when you are sucking in. When you're sucking in, that pressure is either going to go up into your diaphragm or down onto your pelvic floor, okay? So when we are sucking in, like maybe, you know, if we're wearing tight pants like jeans or even leggings that are super tight and we are unintentionally sucking in, we're putting a lot of pressure down on our pelvic floor. So this is something to be aware of too with like belly binders postpartum. I've been asked this before, like, what are my thoughts on them? Now, I think that they can be really supportive in the early days and weeks postpartum to just support yourself, not necessarily like hold you in, but of course our core is super weak and it feels like there's nothing there in those you know, initial weeks. And it can be really helpful to have that support as you are moving about your day. So 
my advice for, for belly binders or wraps are just to put them on just enough to where you feel supported, but not so tight that it's going to put pressure down on your pelvic floor. Like that is not the goal. So the goal is just to be, just to be supported. Another thing, if you're noticing a lot of like sucking in behavior, another thing you can do aside from just like calling awareness to it is to think about the pants that you're wearing. I know some people have like just gone away from like tight leggings altogether or tight pants because they notice that they're sucking in more when they're wearing them. So that could be something to consider for you. I know that I personally love workout pants, love leggings. I love the support um, that I get from them. And so I'm not going to be (laughs) dissing on my leggings anytime soon, but also sucking in is not something that they cause me to do, or at least I'm, I'm bringing awareness to it. So that's something I just want to bring up for you too, is that you don't need to like ditch your wardrobe if you don't want to, but certainly bring awareness to your behavior around sucking in and just think about like letting it go. Like if you're again, like standing and doing something and you notice that you're like unintentionally sucking in your core, bring awareness to it. Do some of those 360 breaths that I had given to you in the the first tip, the jaw clenching one. You can take that big 360 inhale, fully relax your pelvic floor. Take like two or three inhales to just kind of reset and then move on. It doesn't have to be a whole thing. We don't need to be stressed about this. It's kind of like potty training a puppy or even a child. (laughs) If if you've done that, you know. Um, It takes constant repetition, constant reminding to bring awareness to these different behaviors. So if you're noticing these pop up a lot, the jaw clenching, the butt gripping, the sucking in, then don't be alarmed. Don't feel bad. It is something that comes with time right? It's something that is like potty training. You have to keep constantly reminding your brain and your body to relax. It's We're not in fight or flight. We are safe. We don't need to be flexing and gripping and clenching and all these things that make our pelvic floor also overly tight and compromised because of that, okay? So I hope that these tips were helpful for you today. And if you want monthly free pre and postnatal fitness content in the form of video, I'm doing something every single month for my Strong Mama Insiders. It's either a video workout, tutorial, um, an exercise that you need to add in, something like that for pregnancy and postpartum. And right now, there are definitely a couple of videos in there. So hop on into Strong Mama Insiders. Again, it's completely free. I'll drop the link in the show notes. And if you're looking for more personalized support, with your fitness journey and pregnancy, birth, and postpartum, definitely check out the ways that we can work together. All right, mama, I will talk to you next time. And that's a wrap, mama. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode of the Strong Mama Podcast. If this show has served you in some way, be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Head to strongmamawellnessco.com for more free resources and opportunities for us to work together. Until next time, keep moving.